Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and welcome to you today. I'd like for us to continue today in our One in Messiah series as we discover and celebrate our Jewish heritage. And this is a live class. I generally tape it at the live class, or I try to. Sometimes I can use that tape and sometimes I cannot. So today I'm just going to retape this and post this for everyone. And so I pray that it will be a blessing to you. Today we're in lesson six of our One in Messiah series. And we began with a review of the previous lessons in Romans chapter 9 through 11. We talked about in those lessons the partial curse of blindness, the messianic movement that God has been doing in the last 50 or so years, and God being still working among the Jewish people. We looked at biblical reasons for the Jews' resistance to the gospel. Now we want to look a little bit deeper at some other reasons. Jews are still God's chosen people, even though they are in a state nationally of being resistant and rebellious in their current condition. Yet, as we saw in the last episode, precious truth, God is able to graft them in again. Jews are coming to faith in Yeshua the Messiah. Jews' eyes are opening up. The veil is being removed in Christ when they turn to Christ. Jews are getting born again of the Spirit of God and being grafted in again. God is doing a powerful move in the Jewish Messianic movement. God is softening hearts and saving his people one by one, primarily on an individual or small group basis. Yet a day is coming in the future when God's word will be completed and all remaining Jews at that time, all Israel at that time, will be saved. We talked a little bit about this, and I want to stress it just a little bit more. In earlier episodes, we mentioned it as well, that we are one in Messiah among those who are saved, whether you're Jew or Gentile, and there is no condemnation for either. If you're a Jew, then you have the freedom to remain as a Jew in your worship, but now you give that worship with deeper meaning. You seek the Lord and you are growing in Christ with deeper meaning and understanding of your own Messiah and of your own scriptures. One example of this is found when we listen to some of the testimonies of many Jewish people, and these can be found through Chosen People Ministries. And at Chosen People Ministries website, you can find Jewish testimonies or Jewish testimonials. And there are about a hundred videos there with many different speakers, such as Dr. Michael Brown, Jonathan Burnus, Rabbi Snyder, Mitch Glazer, many others. In our class, we watched one of those from Marty Getz. Marty and his wife, Jennifer, both have their testimonies up there as well. Marty is a Messianic Jewish worship leader, very anointed, and we listened to his testimony. And many of those that I have listened to all concur 
in many of the same things that they bring out. So they are now understanding that because they're a Jew and they are now a completed Jew, a Messianic Jew, a Jewish Christian, whatever term they want to use, Marty happens to like to call himself a Jew born anew. And many of them are testifying of how they've come to faith in Yeshua and of the blindness that's been removed from them. They're testifying about the Messiah. And so I encourage you to look at those. You can find many of those that you might be familiar with their names. You may find many others that you don't necessarily know the names, but the, the testimonies might really benefit you and bless you. Marty's was one such. And Marty concurred with many of the others that talk about what brought them to Yeshua and how, in some cases, it was being provoked to jealousy by others who found Messiah, whether they were Jew or Gentile, and they fell in love with Jesus. And it whet the appetite of people like Marty to say, who is this Jesus? I got to find out about him. I got to know if there's anything real about this thing because my friends have gone crazy. At least that's how they perceived it. So Jews are free now to understand the Messiah in light of their own scriptures and to come to freedom and to faith in him and have a much deeper meaning in their celebrations and in the way that they observe and worship the Lord. Christians also are to be free, Gentile Christians, without any condemnation regarding any Jewish feast, customs, etc. We talked earlier in these classes about the fact that there is freedom between and there should be no pull into Judaism. Paul wrote the entire book of Galatians concerning this particular topic where he dealt with Jews trying to pull you in to Judaism and make you Torah observant, make you brought into a bondage in that sense versus the fact that Paul expressly tells us about our Christian liberty in Christ Jesus. I remember several years ago when I first started truly being led by the Lord and enjoying this Jewish heritage study. I remember several years ago when I first got into that, that there was that pull. There was that pull that I began to sense as I listened to different ones and some of the different messages, some of the different speakers and people that were into that. And I remember going to the Lord and asking him because it was a challenge inside in my heart. And I wanted to know, Lord, am I missing something here? Should I be following Jewish observances? Should I be becoming Torah observant? Should I be doing all of these things that the law demands? And the Lord gave me these scriptures to set me free in that. And I want to share them with you. And I also, as I mentioned, encourage you to read the book of Galatians. Paul clearly identifies our Christian liberty contrasted with Judaizers who would try to bring us back under the bondage of the law. I want to read these scriptures to you in Colossians chapter 2, beginning in verse 6. It says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, 
and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. This was the key verse that the Lord used to set me free and to help me understand that yes, there is a connection with our Jewish heritage, but we are not to become Judaizers. We are not to be bound by any specific thing from the law because we have Christian liberty to walk in for those of us that are believers in Yeshua. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths which are a shadow of things to come. But the substance is of Christ. Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head, from whom all the body, nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, grows with the increase that is from God. Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as the living in the world, do you subject yourselves to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the using, according to the commandments and doctrines of men. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom and self-imposed religion, false humility and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. So Paul is telling us here that we are not to allow anyone to judge us. If Jewish believers are continuing to celebrate the feast, meeting on Shabbat, circumcising their sons, etc., that is for them to have that freedom, and there is no condemnation at all from us toward them. For Gentile believers, there is freedom for us to enjoy those things, but not be bound to them. So Paul is dealing with this issue of freedom in Christ. Jews can continue to be Jews with a brand new, deeper meaning to their scriptures and concerning their Messiah and their relationship with him. Gentiles, can continue to remain free in Christ as we are. 
enjoying whatever interaction or celebrations with them with no condemnation and no bondage. It's dangerous to get bound up with these things. Some Christians have gotten pulled into that, and that's a very dangerous thing, so I give you this warning. Paul talked about how we're not under the law, but we are under grace. And it's talking in that about being under the influence or under the power of it. The Bible gives us the new covenant that has now been initiated and brought into pass through Yeshua and the covenant he cut with mankind. But the old covenant was given to the Hebrews. That was the covenant that was given to Moses on Mount Sinai. And it was conditional. It was a type and a shadow of what was to come in Yeshua the Messiah. It was to point us to the coming one, Yeshua the Messiah. The new covenant was fulfilled by Jesus. Hallelujah. He cut covenant with mankind on the cross. Our job now is to love Jesus, know the word, and try to reach the Jewish people and all Gentiles we can, everyone we can, Jew or Gentile, with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and do it in such a way that we have the love of Jesus and the sincerity of a life of, in Christ, in real relationship with him, so much so that it will whet the appetite and provoke to jealousy those who are among God's chosen people as Marty and many others have testified in those videos. We've talked in the past also about what this study is and what it is not. And we looked at that in the first lesson or so. So now we continue to develop in our understanding of this one in Messiah relationship between believing Jews, those who are born again of the spirit of the living God, one in Messiah with them and us, Gentile believers who are also grafted in to that olive tree. Let's consider the condition of Jews toward Christians and the gospel today. Currently in a state where they have not yet come to faith in Yeshua the Messiah, they still remain resistant, opposed to the gospel, and in a sinful condition, as do all who have not accepted Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus, the Christ. But let's look at some reasons why this is true. First of all, let's consider this. In their teaching and in their upbringing, they are taught and schooled and indoctrinated in their schools and through their sages and scholars, through their rabbis, through their Talmud, through their Pharisees and Sadducees doctrine, through their Orthodox Judaism, they are taught one thing, Jesus is not the Jewish Messiah. They completely ignore Isaiah 53, or they will say that it speaks of the Jewish people and their suffering, and they ignore the plain text of the scriptures and the fact that when the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, Isaiah's book was found intact with those scriptures intact. They are taught against Jesus in their upbringing. All of their young children and all the way up in their 12 years of schooling, they are taught this. They are indoctrinated in this. Now, I'm not Jewish, 
but I have dealt with and had relationships with several who are. And I've been told this by at least three people that I know personally, and I have heard it on some of these testimonies of other Jewish people, and they verify the exact same thing. They are drilled into believing Jesus is not the Messiah. He is not the Jewish Messiah. He is some other God. So that is one obstacle that they have to overcome. And that's one thing that we must understand as Gentile believers. Another thing we need to understand is their history and their historical dealings with so-called Christians. For instance, they have suffered much persecution and anti-Semitism and much of it was done by people who were not truly representing Jesus, but yet they claimed to be. They suffered at the hands of the Crusaders. They suffered at the hands of the Spanish Inquisitions and other forms of persecution for centuries now. Some of those persecutions that were occurring in Spain, Portugal, and those places against the Jewish people may have even instigated Christopher Columbus and those that came with him to journey away from there as they may have been fleeing from this persecution. So we have to understand that there were various things done to them in the name of Jesus that had nothing to do with the true Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, the Jesus of the scriptures. They suffered at the hands of the Holocaust enormously, enormously suffered at the hands of the Nazis at the Holocaust. And much of that was claimed to be done in the name of Jesus. There's great anti-Semitism, and there has been for a very long time. The Semites are descended from Shem, who was the father of the Jewish lineage in Messiah. Shem, the son of Noah is who we're talking about here. And so they become known as the Semites, as a descendant of Shem, and anti-Semitism are those things done against them because of hatred, prejudice, etc. Olivier Melnick is one who has a ministry devoted to countering and bringing understanding of Jewish anti-Semitism. And you can find him online if you're interested. He has books, he has videos, he has various teachings and so forth. They are indoctrinated that Jesus is not the Jewish Messiah. All through their 12 years of schooling, they're taught to hate or completely ignore the New Testament. They don't want to have anything to do with it. Many of them who are not in any way religious, they don't even read the Old Testament. But they're all taught against the New Testament. They're taught that Jesus is some other God, not the God of the Jews. They understand their God to be the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Jesus does not fit in their theology. Although two Hebrew words from their scriptures, all the way back to Genesis and Deuteronomy in the Torah, Elohim and Echad, both of these words, indicate a plurality. They speak of the Trinity in their very Hebrew language. 
These words represent a plurality in the Godhead, a unity in their diversity. We do not worship three gods as Christians. Many people believe that, and sometimes the Jews even are taught such. It is not that Jesus is some other God and we have three gods. We worship one God revealed in three persons. He is God the Father, He is God the Son, He is God the Holy Spirit. And even the Hebrew language in the words Elohim and Echad mean that and tell us that, and that's proof positive in their own language, in their scriptures. For instance, in the beloved Shema of the Jewish people, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The Lord is Echad. The Lord is one, a united God, united in that diversity, united. He is one God. He is one God, but he's revealed in three persons. But they're taught that Jesus is some other God, some false God. They might see Jesus perhaps as a prophet and as a good man, but they do not accept him as the prophet that Moses prophesied about in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15 and verse 18. They have a disdain overall for the New Testament. They don't even want to go there. And many of them, including Marty, when you listen to their testimonies, and many of my friends have told me the exact same thing, that when they finally will touch a New Testament to read it, to, to explore it, to try to find out about this Yeshua the Messiah that they are hearing about, this Jesus, they find when they come to Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, that he is Jewish. And it blows their minds. They come to realize, wait a minute, this is not some other God. Jesus, this Jesus that everybody loves and, and adores all over the world is Jewish. And they go and understand that from the genealogies recorded, like the one in Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, where it talks about this is the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And they, they realize then, wait a minute, those are our leaders. Those are our fathers of the faith, so to speak. Those are our beloved leaders and respected godly men from our history. Jesus is Jewish Messiah. And they come, many of them, to realize that simply by looking into Matthew and especially seeing he is Jewish, beginning with the very first words that Matthew starts his book in. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. In coming days, I hope to do a Bible study through the book of Matthew. And if someone is Jewish and is either exploring about Jesus to learn about him or has just come to faith in Yeshua the Messiah, I would encourage you strongly, read the Gospel of Matthew as your first book in the New Testament. The reason is because Matthew was called by God and given the burden to write his gospel to the Jewish people to show them 
the connection between the Old Testament prophecies and the Messiah, Jesus, who has now fulfilled them. And so throughout Matthew's gospel, you will find certain things that he records and he will say, this was done to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. And sometimes he'll list the prophet. Sometimes he'll list something quoting from the Psalms, from David or others. And Matthew does that all throughout his book because he is proving to his people, the Jewish people, yes, Jesus is our Messiah. He is the son of David. He is the promised one from our scriptures. So I encourage you to read into Matthew. Two other books that I encourage you in the New Testament to really explore. One is, of course, Romans, which speaks of the treatise of Christianity, the whole truth about the faith of the gospel and what all it means to the Jew and to the Gentile. And that is recorded in the book of Romans. But also there's one more that I believe is very special, especially to Jewish people, and that is the book of Hebrews. Hebrews is a bridge between the Old Testament and the New. It is in Hebrews where you will find the connections, for instance, particularly to priesthood, the priestly services, the sacrifices, and how Messiah Yeshua has fulfilled them all. So I encourage you to read those, especially if you are Jewish and looking into this Jesus that you're hearing about, or you've just become born again of the Spirit of God and you want to go deeper and you want to know him better. Those are some fabulous books for you to be engrossed in, in the scriptures. At the time of this recording, it was done while we are in the Feast of Tabernacles in this particular year. And as a part of that, I did explain a few basics of this feast for the people in the class. I have that covered in another episode for you in my channels. You can certainly look that up if you like. But I really pointed out the ultimate fulfillment of the Feast of Tabernacles is also wrapped up in Yeshua the Messiah, specifically the son of David, when he will sit on David's throne in Jerusalem and rule and reign for that thousand years. And I would direct you, we played this in the class, Marty Getz has a weekly, generally speaking, weekly house of worship. And one of the times that he did the house of worship, he played the song, No More Night. David Phelps is the author of that song and he also has done it, but Marty has done it as well. And so that song points us to and reminds us of the coming time when we will be with the Lord forever in his everlasting kingdom and he will tabernacle with us. Praise God. And the true season of our rejoicing is ahead in its fullness for both Jew and Gentile alike when we are one in Messiah through salvation in Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of all the world who will believe in him. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. And Lord willing, you can join us again for the remainder episodes of our One in Messiah, celebrating our Jewish heritage study. God bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen.